guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 32. And in this episode, I want to talk about long back-to-back days of running, like two days of double-digit runs backed up to one another. And I want to tell you a little story about this past weekend when I did just that. So two back-to-back days of running. Now, here in the Northeast, we've been having a lot of rain as the result of this tropical storm. And I needed to run 30 miles. I needed to do 10 miles one day and 20 miles the next. So I set out on Saturday to do 10 miles up and over these two peaks that are pretty close to my house. And it's like a regular route for me, but there's a lot of rocks and roots and I knew it was going to be wet and slippery. So I just set out with the plan of logging these 10 miles and trying to just go slow and be methodical so that I wouldn't injure myself or get hurt because some of the terrain can be pretty treacherous. And I actually had a client who was out on this very trail the day before. So on Friday, when we were really getting pummeled with a lot of rain and in my Instagram stories, in my, in my stories, I shared a video that he sent to me of this, this very same trail where it was just flooded. I mean, it was a river. And I subsequently shared some photos of the trail where it was supposed to be trail, but it was actually six inches of standing water. So um, that's just a little bit of context. So you can get the sense for what it was like out there. So these 10 miles, they kind of went off without a hitch. I was able to get up one peak down through the valley up the backside of the other. I ended up taking the auto road down on the second peak because that really helps me to train for some of the downhill Jeep roads at the Barkley Fall Classic. There's just like, and who knows, maybe we won't, maybe we won't even take those same Jeep roads, but that was a big thing for me last year was being able to run downhill quite aggressively in order to make up time. So got to train those quads. So that's why I took the auto road and then I hiked back up and went back up and over same, same route back. Well, I got three quarters of the way through and I was feeling pretty good. It, it hadn't rained for a while and I kind of let my guard down and I fell. I slipped and I fell pretty hard on a rock face, like just this big slab of granite that was just at the right angle. And I, again, I just wasn't thinking my feet were at the wrong angle and I just slipped and I fell. And it was more so that I like fell sitting upright and canted to the right. And if you guys have been listening, you know that my right hip was my problem child, my problem area for a while. And so when I slipped and I fell, it really kind of, it didn't literally knock the wind out of me, but it, it stunned me for a minute. So I sat there wet (laughs) on this rock and I just sat there for a sec to, to just assess myself and see how I was feeling. I had stuck my right arm out, which is a bad move, I know, to try to kind of catch myself, and it took a lot of the impact, and quite frankly, I could have broken my wrist or really jammed up my shoulder, and luckily, knock on wood, that did not happen, but again, I sat there for a minute, a little stunned, doing an assessment to just make sure everything was still intact. And then I got up and just proceeded to kind of gingerly go back down the trail, back to my car. And like I said, I was three quarters of the way through. So it was really silly that it happened, but it happened. Got in my car, went home, did some stretching, tried to, you know, 
do as much movement as I could, fully knowing that the next day I was going to be sore when I woke up and that I had to run 20 miles the next day. (laughs) So as predicted, I got up the following morning on Sunday and I was really sore and stiff despite all the stretching, all the movement, everything I know about, you know, recovery and movement and motion and muscles and joints. And I did not want to do this run. (laughs) I am not typically one to bitch and moan and complain about running, but I just, you know, with the fall and the fact that I now had to run 20 miles and it was raining again and it's not only is it raining, but it's humid and it's warm. I mean, it's just like, and maybe you guys haven't heard me say this before, but the deer flies are out here, which are just these, they're little monsters. So all the forces were conspiring against me to just not want to go. And I was bitching and moaning. You can ask my husband. And I just was like not wanting to go. So much so that I just kind of haphazardly packed my bag, my hydration pack, with not enough stuff to do 20 miles. Because I was just like, I'm going to go out for an hour and see how that goes. Fully thinking that I was just going to come back and and kind of consider it a win that I had gone out for these however many miles I could do in an hour and then just come back and call it good under the guise of, well, you fell yesterday, you're not really feeling all that well, you know, at least you got up and did the miles. So went out, went for the first mile and it sucked. I'll be 100% honest. It was not fun. I did not enjoy it. But I had made that bargain with myself to do the hour and then reassess. And as what typically happens is I get to that hour and I'm like, nah, it's not so bad. I guess I could keep going. <laughs> and so I did another hour and then I did another hour. And by the time I hit the two and a half hour mark, my body was really starting to feel good. Like I had shaken off any of the stuff that was lingering from the fall and I was starting to move better and things were just starting to feel good. So I kind of looped around some of the towns and back roads here where I live to the point where I was coming up on like 13 or so miles and I had to actually come home which I try never to do because that's just a recipe for disaster. If I come home, then it's most likely that I won't want to leave again because it's home. (laughs) Like, why would you want to then leave and go away? But I came back, restocked my bag, and actually convinced my husband to get on his mountain bike and just ride with me for the last six miles. So we did that, and we got about two and a half miles away from the house. And all of a sudden I was like, kind of, I was reaching down to on my hydration pack to get a drink. And all of a sudden my pack just fell off my body. It was the weirdest thing. I thought, oh, maybe one of the front straps had loosened up. No, it was one of the threads. So I have an ultimate direction pack and it's if you have this pack, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like this thin thread that creates the tension system in the back. It just sheared right off. Never would have expected this in my whole life, but it happened. So I spent a couple minutes on the side of the road trying to jerry-rig it back together, like trying to see if I could re-thread it. There's like some plastic pieces on the back that, like I said before, it creates this tension system that really I love, but there was no way that I was going to be able to do it. So I asked my husband very nicely if he wouldn't mind wearing the pack 
because he was on his bike. So he rode with the pack on while I ran. So that was really helpful. But just another thing, right? Another, another factor to consider while out on my run. So I managed to make it all the way down to the end of this road and all the way back home. I had to walk the little section back up towards my house, but I did it. I got my 20 miles in. And so I considered that a huge win because at the beginning of the day, I was bitching and moaning so badly about it that I didn't even want to go for an hour and I ended up getting the full 20 miles. Now, was it a super fast 20 miles? No, but I managed to get the full complement of training in, which was really important. And that really brings me to kind of the topic that I want to talk about today, which is this whole idea of back-to-back long runs, specifically double-digit back-to-back long runs. So Throughout the process of getting applications for Run Farther, Faster, Stronger, and just kind of generally talking to, you know, clients and friends and people that I know that are runners, I've been having these conversations about back-to-back long runs and really noticing that there is a big segment of runners who aren't doing this practice. And it was kind of weird to me because this has always been an integral part of my training plan from the very beginning when I had a coach way back in the day to help me with my first marathon, like I've always just done back-to-back runs. So you know when you do something for so long that you can't see it any other way, that's kind of how I feel about back-to-back long runs. So hearing from these others that were saying, oh no, I only do you know, a run every other day, or if I'm doing back-to-back days, it's like three miles, four miles, five miles, you know, just very short runs backed up against one another. And it caught me thinking about how important these back-to-back runs have been for me in terms of building my confidence, building my skill level, building my ability to run farther. And so I kind of wanted to run through three things that I think are really important to factor into your training plan when it comes to -to back-to-back running days. So if you're not doing them, here are three things that you want to think about because I guarantee you once I'm done with this list, you're going to be like, oh man, she's right. I should totally be doing these back-to-back long run days. So the first one is I kind of touched on all of these things through the stories that I told you, but The first one is that they're an opportunity to simulate long races. And especially if you are thinking about going for an ultra or going for your ultra, whatever your longest race distance is to date, you're going to need to build up time on your feet and moving for an extended period of time. And this can be tricky to train for if you're not doing back-to-back long runs. You need to be able to spend many hours on your feet and understand how your body will react. So if you're just doing one long run per week, you're, in my opinion, really missing out on an opportunity to like double down the following day and really understand what it's going to be like in the later stages of a race when you're tired and fatigued, things are sore and swelling and, you know, just your body isn't fresh, fresh out of bed, right? Like you're just not a hundred percent. And the best way to train for an ultra 
specifically is to do back-to-back double-digit long-run days. That's a mouthful, but I wanted to be specific here because the details matter, especially when you're getting into ultras. That second day will teach you a lot about yourself, your body, your capacity for work, and kind of where your breaking point is at what mileage or what amount of time do you really notice a precipitous drop off? And that's the time frame that you really want to hone in on and start to train at to extend that period of time. Now, the second one is that these back-to-back long running days are an opportunity to face your demons. (laughs) 90% of an ultra is mental. You can ask any ultra runner. I guarantee you they will back me up on this. And if your training plan consists of like a few sporadic days of running throughout the week and no back-to-back long run days, you're missing out on this opportunity to face your demons before race day. And what do I mean by demons? Um, there's like a certain point at which your these little demons, these little gremlins that kind of hide in the dark recesses of your mind come out and they're the ones that are telling you you're too tired, you're not good enough, it's too hot, this is crazy, it's more comfortable at home, like why are we doing this? We should just stop. It would be much easier. It's the it's your it's basically your brain doing its job essentially, which is to try to keep you safe and warm and comfortable. And you have to learn how to override that in a healthy and safe way. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is by trying to simulate race day conditions through these back-to-back long running days. So I talked about how I did not want to go out for that second day, having to do more miles than I did the day before, having to now run more miles after having fallen and really not feeling well. And so those are some of the demons that you have to overcome. I talked about, you know, bitching and moaning and nodding, not wanting to go out for this run. But ultimately, I knew that I had to because if I let that voice, those demons, those gremlins in my head win, then what's to say that I wouldn't let them also win during a race? So I kind of alluded to this. This is a conversation that I mentioned my friend Steve in the previous episode. These are some of the conversations that he and I have quite frequently when we're out on the trails together. Like, how do you overcome these things? This, this is how, and specifically putting yourself into these awkward or uncomfortable situations and pushing through, always having a fail safe. I very easily could have just turned around or called my husband and had him come and get me, but that wasn't really an option for me if I want to learn how to continually flex that muscle and push through and be able to tell those demons, no, not today, this is what we're going to do. So having those back-to-back long run days are an opportunity to really face and overcome those demons, aka your own brain that's trying to tell you, we should just go home, (laughs) okay? The last one is that these back-to-back long running days are an opportunity for you to deal with the unexpected. 
Now, my pack falling apart is an excellent example of something completely unexpected. And I was lucky enough to have Adam with me, but had he not been there, I would have had to figure out a way to carry the pack and finish the miles. Um, We actually talked about this while he was wearing the pack and I was running. I said, I'm really thankful that you were here because this would have been a real pain in the ass for me to try to figure out how to tie it together and not have it flop around all over the place and be really uncomfortable. Granted, it was only for maybe another four miles. I could have, I could have pushed through, but it really would have been a pain. And so now this is something that I know to be on the lookout for, and I've got a plan for how I will tackle this in a race situation. But if you're only doing one day, long run a week, you probably aren't going to encounter these things. And these are the types of sporadic and random occurrences that are going to happen in an ultra. This is how you're going to figure out what shoes to wear in certain conditions, what clothing to wear or not to wear, which is actually like a bigger win. Like if you can really hone in on the exact outfit that you're going to wear. I have mentioned this before, but if you look at any race picture of me, I'm pretty much wearing the same tops and bottoms because I know, and that includes sports bra and underwear, because I know what works and what doesn't, and I'm not going to mess with it. And those are the things that I test during my long runs. So they're an opportunity for you to learn from these unexpected events that happen, as well as hone in on all the individual elements of a longer race. I mean, we talk about it in Run Farther, Faster, Stronger, what um, what nutrition you're going to have, what hydration mix, what's your race strategy. These are all things that you can start to practice on your back-to-back long running days. And again, if you're just doing one day, and then you let a whole week go by, chances are you've forgotten the the things that you said that you would test the next run, unless you are really diligent and you're making notes about it, chances are you're going to forget those things. And then you'll get to your next, let's just say Saturday long run, and you just kind of go out the door and replicate what you did last week. So you're not really progressing and moving forward. So If you're only doing one long run per week, you're missing out on this opportunity to kind of sharpen your skills of adapt and overcome. Now, with that said, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, I'm only doing one long run a week, but I don't really know how to incorporate more than that. Let's talk about some strategies here. So if you're kind of training for a shorter distance race and by shorter, I'll just say anything under a marathon, You can start to build these in pretty easily with some back-to-back running days, even midweek. And when we get into marathon and beyond, these longer double-digit days are going to be important. And so for a lot of people, those fall onto a schedule for Saturday and Sunday. Those just happen to be the days that works better for those long days, but you do you, you have to figure out what day of the week is going to work best for you. If that's Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it is. So you can start out with two back-to-back days of lower mileage. And I would encourage this for anybody who really hasn't done 
back-to-back days, the the worst thing that you could do would be to just launch right into two back-to-back double-digit days and kind of go overboard. So start small. You can always work your way back up. it's, It's harder to go way beyond and really ratchet it up and then have to dial it back. So start with three and four or four and five or five and six, just something manageable that you can, that you know, straight out of the gate that you can do. You might be thinking, well, I should challenge myself. No, I'm going to challenge you on that line of thinking. Start with something simple and begin to just back up two days where you can run back to back. Just do that once per week. And then if you want to, you could start to incorporate one of those days being a little bit longer. So creating a bigger differentiation in the mileage. So maybe one day is three, one day is six or seven or eight. And then that's how you'll start to get this sense for going longer on a back-to-back day. If you're doing an ultra chances are you are familiar with back-to-back days and you're probably doing them as long uh, double-digit days on the weekend or whatever two days work best for you. Um, If you have an ultra on your schedule, like you're thinking about doing an ultra and you haven't quite made it to double-digit days, I would highly recommend that you get there and really try to avoid skipping this on your training plan. Now, stuff has to get skipped at some point, right? Life happens. Um, I, I told a story just today on my Instagram feed about how I'm running my weekend mileage during the week this week because we're actually going to a bike race in Maine. So I won't be able to do my double digit back to back days. And quite honestly, that's okay with me because I just came off this past weekend where I did my 30 miles, my 10 and my 20 back to back. And I learned a lot. They were really good training days. So I am perfectly fine with not being able to do my back to back long running days this week. And it's actually a down week for me. So that, that works out even better. But if you're doing an ultra and you haven't yet made it to these double digit back to back days, I would highly recommend that you get there slowly and methodically, you know, through working them into either your weekdays or just going right into your weekends. It could start out with a six and a 10 or an eight and a 12, whatever mileage you feel like you can handle straight out of the gate, just start to back up days so that you're getting those three opportunities that I talked about. The opportunity to simulate long races, to kind of face your demons, and for you to deal with the unexpected. And I guess this is kind of like a bonus thing to learn or hone in on what works and what doesn't. And I guess the other thing that I want to say about doing back-to-back long running days is that Your training should really prepare you for your race. So it doesn't serve you to skip this component, right? I do talk about manipulating your training plan so that it really fits your schedule and making it so that you're not going to skip things, but you don't want to manipulate it so much that you're actually taking away from your ability to 
be fully prepared for your race. So if you've been kind of putting off these back-to-back days because of scheduling, or maybe you just have this idea in the back of your head that you're not capable of doing two days backed up against one another, I want to challenge you on that. And I want you to try to see if you can incorporate two back-to-back days of any mileage to just start getting that effect of running on the tired legs and starting to build this you know, internal confidence in yourself so that you can go farther, faster, or stronger than you have before. Okay, well, hopefully that was helpful to you guys. I really wanted you to get a sense for why long, potentially double-digit back-to-back training days is super important for building distance and ultimately doing either your first or your farthest ultra. That's all for this episode, you guys. I also wanted to let you know that applications for Run Farther, Faster, Stronger are closed and the program is sold out. Thank you to everybody that applied. I had so much fun reading your applications and getting to chat with you all about your goals to go farther, faster, and stronger. If you missed the window for applications, don't worry. I have a little something in the works for you. Make sure that you get on my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes or it's in the link link in my bio if you follow me over on Instagram at find your ultra. I've been cooking up a little something simultaneously here because there are so many of you that want to partake in this program, but I can't take you all. So I've come up with a solution. <laughs> I'm not ready to tell you what it is just yet. I'm putting the final touches on it, but if you're on my email list, you'll be amongst the first to know. So have a great weekend. You guys get out there and test your long back-to-back runs. I'd be curious to hear how it goes for you. Post about it on Instagram and tag me at Find Your Ultra, or just shoot me an email if you have an interesting story to share or an anecdote, or just if you enjoyed your first or farthest back-to-back day. You can do that by hitting me up at Megan at Megan-Gould.com. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-G-O-U-L-D. All right, you guys, enjoy this beat, and I'll see you all soon.